Welcome to the Confident Money Podcast, where we talk money, finances, and accounting for real people without all the technical jargon, patronizing, and gatekeeping. I'm your host, Caitlin Magnuson, and I'm going to be your new finance bestie. Hey, welcome back to Confident Money Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Magnuson, and today we have a really special guest, Brock. Brock is our tax strategist here at the Freelance CFO, and we're going to be talking about the recession. I feel like this has been a hot button issue on social media, and a lot of our clients have been asking questions about it. And so we're going to take this episode to explain what a recession is, what that kind of can mean for people and their finances, and then stay tuned for the next episode because we're going to go into actionable steps for what you can be doing to better prepare yourself. Brock, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very exciting. So everyone's been talking about the recession. I've been seeing it all over social media. Brock, what is a recession? A recession is basically a decrease in consumer spending GDP, and it is a result after a continuous downturn in the economy um, until we actually hit the point of a recession. So right now, I think this last week, we actually hit a bear market, which is a 20%, I believe, decrease. Okay. So the next step would be a recession. There's there's discussion about if we're actually going to hit it. But I, from what I've been reading and just experience that we've seen in the, you know, in the last couple decades, I'm pretty sure that it's, it, it's a coming. I, I would agree with you. If not this, I would be shocked if it wasn't this quarter, but yes. So with a recession, what does that generally look like? you know, economically for a lot of people, like I, you and I both went through, what was it, 2008 recession. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I remember what that looked like for us and for our household and for myself, because I was 18 living on my own. But for people that maybe haven't lived through a recession, or maybe were living at home and aren't totally up to speed, but how does that impact their day-to-day lives or, you know, their society around them? Yeah. So I just remember a lot with 2008 and the additional struggles. I think, you know, we're always going to have struggles in our financial lives and especially as we're younger and starting to kind of get into our careers and, and out of schooling and everything, but it's even more difficult usually during a recession. So consumer spending usually goes down just because as a result of people just don't have as much disposable income, the stock market is not performing So people aren't making as much money on their investments. Um, As we're seeing, gas prices are kind of going up. So costs are going up, but that doesn't necessarily uh, mean anybody's making any more money. Inflation is out of control as we see interest rates higher um, increase than we've seen since 1994. Um, We really feel the effects everywhere in the economy, and it's not just in the U.S., you know, um, abroad, other countries that especially ones that do heavy trade with the U.S. Mm -hmm. are definitely going to feel repercussions from the recession. But really, it it comes down to just the difference of how we're living our life financially. So that that means how are we preparing for it? Do we have enough built up in our savings? Are we able to kind of decrease our um, our spending to kind of match really where our needs lie? versus just our wants. Another thing that happens in a recession is a lot of people go back to school or we get a lot more non-traditional students in college and secondary education, which is actually a great opportunity if you are looking to go back to school for a couple years or, or, you know, get that extra degree, get a certificate, anything like that. 
a recession is actually kind of a, a good time to do that because we are still able to go and get student loans and funding and everything like that. But we don't really have a lot of other other things that we can do because growth in the consumer sector and in, in the job market and everything very much slows. Hiring typically freezes with most companies. Backfilled roles kind of stop. I would say there tends to be a lot more attrition too. Mm-hmm. Um, people get really scared and there's a lot of panic that ensues. And I think a lot of panic spending, which as we've seen through COVID can lead to all kinds of other detriment. <laughs> you know, at the grocery store, as we're already seeing yes. with gas, it's multifaceted. And it's, it's really the best way that I think of a recession is a time to really cut back and, and look at your financial picture and make sure that you can survive through um, a time where the economy really isn't in your favor. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe and join our community at confidentmoneypodcast.com, where we share resources and all of the money happenings. Plus, you can send feedback and suggestions for what you'd like to see covered in future episodes. That's confidentmoneypodcast.com. Okay, back to the show. Um, Of course, people too, who have very heavy investments in the stock market and who aren't as liquid run into a lot of issues because they have intense losses you know if they depend on that as regular income that's going to slow and everything like that so when we're very you know we go through a bear market and we're gearing up for a recession is the perfect time to really look at your finances make sure you're prepared definitely look at your area in general too i mean the the recession is going to affect all of us um, but definitely more areas get more affected you're going to see a lot more urban areas get hit pretty hard, but you know, it, it kind of just depends. Everyone's going to feel it in a little different of a way because it deals with our economy. It, there's just so many different areas that we're going to see some repercussions and some effects from, from how the economy has been doing. I feel like inflation has just been crazy and we are really feeling that. I think it has a lot to do with the housing market this time around because I think last time a lot of the housing market discussion was around the recession. Yeah, I think that that's going to be really interesting because as some of our listeners know, I bought my last house or my first house technically at the age of 20, which everyone's like, oh, that's great, which it's great. It was a huge accomplishment, right? But it was only because of that 2008 recession that I could afford that house. It sold in 2006 for more than I could have afforded in 2010. And we saw kind of a full scale like collapse and revamping or rebirthing even of the housing, you know, the, the loan industry and everything that was going on that allowed or set this up kind of for the perfect storm and perfect collapse in 2008. And for everyone listening, I'm at, we actually have a mini season coming out in just a couple of weeks with a loan officer where we talk about the like actual differences and changes that have been made to loans since that time. But everything that I've been reading, and I'm interested in you know getting your thoughts on this, Brock. But normally, a recession is marked by you know that negative growth as you know in the economy as a whole, and a decrease in home prices and increase in unemployment rates. Right. So all of it is kind of a Hmm, you know, period of decline, depression in you know economic activity. And we saw that being really pretty heavy in the unemployment and the housing market arena. And this time around, 
from what I've seen, I don't think it's going to cause the massive decrease in home prices like we saw in the last recession, because there have been a lot of changes in the loan practices, but there's also such a massive demand for homes. And my understanding is that home building has not ramped back up to where it was pre-2008. And so we're still behind in building homes that are needed for buyers. So we might see, you know, maybe a a stagnation in prices, but I'm not expecting to see some, you know, massive decrease. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I think you're right because I think a lot of the issues the last time were people were qualifying for loans that they couldn't afford. We were oversaturating the market with with qualifications that weren't true qualifications, mm-hmm. really. So those have gotten a lot stricter. And really what we're seeing now is just the pricing of the houses. And that that's really putting people out of the, the housing market completely. So I don't think we're going to feel it as much on the housing front. When you mentioned unemployment and everything, I think that We've been dealing with unemployment so strongly since COVID mm-hmm. that I think going into a recession, we're not going to feel that abruptness like we did in the last recession. And I think that maybe, hopefully, you know, we, we have kind of looked at ways to recover from unemployment already in the last couple of years. And some of those are already kind of in motion and, and the job market kind of is expanding, you know, not as quickly as we'd like. But we have a long way to go, right? We went, you know, COVID really just did some detriment to to the job market and unemployment was, you know, all time high. So to come back from that takes takes quite a while. But I think given that the last recession was not too long ago and still kind of fresh in people's minds and it scared a lot of people, that I hope that people are a little bit more prepared this time so that maybe the unemployment doesn't hit us as hard. Um, but that being said, you know, people are still recovering from COVID. You know, people still are getting their finances, trying to get them back in order. So a recession does not come at a great time. No, it really doesn't. I'm not going to say there's ever a great time for it. But I feel like you know, we're just getting, you know, kicked while we're down, right? We, we've gotten through the majority of COVID. We, you know, have a pretty good handle on it. We had some support programs that were rolled out, you know, during the pandemic. And now a lot of those support programs have ended or had funds exhausted. And we're still not totally recovered economically, socially, you know, health-wise to where we were pre-pandemic. And I'm going to be interested to see because it's caused such a shift in industries and in work and in you know people's focus on health and work-life balance and working remotely, I'm going to be really intrigued to see what that looks like if we do go into a recession, mm-hmm. because we are, I'm going to say, maybe primed a little bit better for it than we oh, were yeah. beforehand. We may not see as big of a hit as we saw in 2008 with unemployment. Absolutely. I think even just technological advancements, advancements in business in general, really do allow us other routes of cost cutting and other ways that we can do our business. Whereas we didn't have some of those um, opportunities in 2008 at that time. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, another thing you kind of mentioned the the programs that have kind of ended since COVID, you know, and we, the worry I have with those is we've seen so much criticism um, politically with how those programs were rolled out, if they were effective, if not, now a lot of people kind of put a lot of blame towards inflation because of them. Um, and I, you know, I'm, of course, I don't want to get political, but what I'm saying is, I don't know that there's going to be as much opportunity for getting saved 
maybe as there was in the last recession and stuff, we we're not going to have as many bailouts and everything because COVID cut us so right. dry anyway that, you know, I just don't really think policymakers and everything are going to be out there really pushing to kind of help out each other because right. we've already extended ourselves so much through COVID um, and we're, we're still where we're at. Right. No, we're, we're, yeah, exactly. There's been a lot of financial outlay over the last, what, two, two and a half years. And yeah, I, I have a lot. I think it, I think it helped a lot of people. I think programs could always be done better, but I think that was a lifeline that was so incredibly needed for so many people, especially for there were companies that couldn't be open. And I know I've seen a massive reshuffling of our downtown here in Boise, even because I moved here less than six months before the pandemic started. And I've gone back to Portland since, and Portland has completely changed just the businesses that weren't able to stay afloat during, you know, all the shutdowns and everything that went on. And so I think we would have seen so much, so many more shutdowns during that time or so many more closing or shuttering of businesses had we not had a lot of those programs. But I think a lot of it, I know you did a lot of this and we did a lot of this, um, was getting our clients qualified for a lot of, you know, the assistance and funding and programs that came through because they weren't always the easiest to navigate for people that, you know, that wasn't their forte. And I feel like they were constantly changing what was going, like we, we saw it with PPP, right? Um, they changed how you could qualify. And if you're qualifying, you, you could pick 2019 versus whatever. And you could look at what was it your, I think, gross profit versus, net profit. And if you'd already done it, you couldn't like get it revamped. And so there's always things that could have been done better. Uh, but I agree. I think we have exhausted sort of our political or economic goodwill for a lot yeah, of these you know, funding right programs or lifelines. And it makes me a little bit nervous. It makes me, it would make me more nervous if we were looking at something like the size of 2008. But I think that- yeah. Having COVID has prepared a lot of us. And I think people hear recession, especially that are in their 30s or 40s that have lived through and were adults during the last recession. And they're they're really nervous or stressed out about it or, you know, it's causing anxiety. And I know I am. Of, yeah, we've kind of lived through that a little bit already, right? With COVID even just recently. And so I think that made a lot of us reassess our finances. And so preparing for this may not be that different for a lot of people as it would be, mm -hmm. you know, like, for COVID. We did see very weird buying habits and spikes and things oh. during COVID that I'm hoping we see less of during this. I was going to mirror that statement because I also wish that. Um, do I feel like that? No, I think that we know how consumers react to things and a fear reaction grows strong with us. So mm -hmm. I think that we will see a lot of the things that we saw in the last time, I think there are going to be some businesses again, that are going to very much love this kind mm -hmm. of panic suing across the board. But I really do think that people, because of the news and everything, the mass awareness mm -hmm. is so much stronger right now um, than it was probably around 2008. And like you said, the fear of what's already happened in 2008, I think keeps us a lot of us on our feet. Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, at least for me um, and you, we watch the market, we see that it's coming. And what I do is I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I want to be ahead of the game. I want to be prepared. I want to make sure I have all my ducks in a row. And I think that the businesses that did make it through COVID, um, you know, whether it be, and think 
God for PPP for, for so many different industries. I mean, we wouldn't have a hospitality industry right now. For right. PPP. But will they, you know, they're just taking this time right now to kind of recover from what they just got through. So, you know, it, there's that concern that it's like, you know, we, are we going to kick them when they're already down again? Mm-hmm. And how negatively is that going to affect our, not just our job market, but just our consumer market? Absolutely. Um, you know, this is, poor businesses have been through a lot. Well, I mean, individually, we've all been through a lot, but, you know, small businesses are, you know, constantly, constantly struggling um, to meet, to, to meet demands and then to, to structure, you know, the kind of their plan through to navigate through these recessions and everything. And they don't have as many options. Absolutely. No. And I, I think that 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 is the part of this recession that potentially concerns me, right? Because we have just started to kind of recover, recoup funds. People are taking vacations. You know, we're starting to see some, or we were starting to see some increase in spending a little bit last summer, you know, a little bit of a dip over the winter. And then kind of, again, with school getting out just, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we always see sort of an uptick in that and spending. And we do, we see a decrease in all of that when we have a recession, you know, discretionary spending, decreases because people contract because it's kind of, you know, chicken or the egg, right? Um, you end, we come into a recession, people spend less because we're in a recession as well, which then kind of, you know, furthers some of the, like the recession qualities, because if you're spending yeah. less, then there's less demand for supplies, for goods, for jobs, for everything else. Unemployment just, it flies up and, right. you know, we're, <laughs> We're struggling enough to get unemployment down, and that that part really, really does frighten me. Um, travel is definitely already seen a big hit, our gas prices and everything. And I think many are quick to, uh, we kind of touched on this earlier, but many are quick to look at the housing market and the gas prices and say that's where our recession is lying. And they're just small factors into a really big problem, you know what I mean? Like we we see what's happened with inflation and everything. And, you know, like you said, spending goes down, jobs go down, unemployment goes up, public assistance is down. It's just such this effect. And I, I worry, you know, it really does further that disparity between the people who are prepared and who aren't because mm-hmm. it's such, so much more drastic and housing prices right now are so out, you know, costly that if somebody says, you know, I'm paying too much in rent, I'm almost up for my new lease, got to get into a, you know, a more affordable place. Well, whether you want to or not, it's not necessarily if you can't, you know, if you're going yeah. to, because the, you know, the demand and supply in the housing market is so, you know, just in despair because, I mean, I am right now, you know, I've been looking um, for an apartment in, in New York and, just the, you know, how quick things go, the prices are just, you know, so high, higher than we've seen, obviously, in the last couple of years because of mm-hmm. COVID, that people need to be prepared that not only are we going to about to see some recessionary measures, but we already have things working against us uh, before that. So I feel like because we've seen that last recession, we have to prepare ourselves even more for this one um, because if you don't, you're going to be, you know, kind of left out there in the dark and it can be very scary because 
like we said, trying to navigate this one without kind of the government on your back, like mm-hmm. back there to kind of support you. Um, if, 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 if we do fall, which we all needed the last time, you know, we, right. we see how, how it works with consumers. Like, um, I think, what did I read the other day? That statistic that 36% of people that make over a hundred thousand dollars right now are living paycheck to paycheck. If you would have told me that in 2008, I would have, you know, my, my head would have blown up, but it's, it's the new normal. And that is, you know, just us going into the bear market. So we've, you know, and I think that it's going to scare people and then God, everything's just going to happen quick, but hopefully we are more prepared and more educated about how to navigate it this time. Which well, I think I, our next episode will do great with that. That's exactly what I was just gonna say. I was like, and, and now that we've kind of educated everyone about, you know, what a recession is, what to, you know, what to potentially expect. And again, we don't have a crystal ball, right? So we are just making educated guesses on what we have seen, you know, over the last twelve, what, fourteen years, and what we expect <laughs> to see. I know, I know. I just did the math, and I was like, oh my god. Um, <laughs> And what we can expect to see based on what we know that has changed in, you know, our present day. And with that, so this is not meant to be an episode of like, oh, despair, there is no hope. Um, what we're going to cover on our next episode are actions that you can be taking now to mm-hmm. help set you up. And I think also ease some potential anxiety, right? Around your finances, around a recession. So stay tuned for that next week. And we're going to go into some real tangible action steps. Brock, thank you for being here. We'll have you on next week to chat through what we're going to be doing to set everyone up for anxiety decreasing measures is what we'll call it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me, Caitlin. It's been awesome. And I look forward to chatting soon. Perfect. If you love this episode, make sure to leave a five-star review for a chance to win a free financial strategy session with yours truly, Caitlin Magnuson. We do the drawing the first week of every month and to be eligible, you'll want to leave a five-star review and include your IG handle so we can contact the winner. I'll see you next time where we'll chat real finances for real people.